With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside. Happy Tuesday. Tuesday Night Football. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh, what's up, buddy? We weren't sure if we were going to get the game. We were kind of wondering, is it still going to happen? We are getting it. It is happening. National television, not like the Steelers game. No, everybody can see this game on Fox. Uh, Right now, we have the Cowboys and the Ravens. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens up 17-10, but... uh, this game was thrown into doubt. Well, it's thrown into doubt depending on, on who Just you want to listen to. Yeah, well, right. for for people who, you know, think rational thoughts, and there's the National Football League. Uh, so Des Bryant, before this game today, we'll, we'll hop right into this because this is the big story right now. Des Bryant, who is looking forward for the Des Bryant revenge game, which, which is now not going to happen against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, before the game tonight, he was out on the field warming up. He was saying hello, hugging his former teammates and people with the Dallas Cowboys, getting ready to play. And then he was informed during his warmups that he tested positive for COVID-19. He was removed from the field, not allowed to play in the game. Des went on a tweet storm. We'll get to that coming up in a couple of minutes. Uh, but the game for the between the Cowboys and the Ravens was always on, according to the NFL. They were very happy 
with contact tracing, and apparently Des Bryant didn't come into contact with anybody in the past few days. I mean, except for the guys he was hugging on the field before the game and whoever else he was around on his team. Uh, but the NFL was really happy with the contact tracing that Des Bryant was isolated, so they moved on with this game, and we are in the third quarter watching the Ravens and the Cowboys. And, Mike, this goes back to the topic we, we talked about a couple weeks ago. When it comes to COVID-19, the NFL cares deeply about it as long as it's early in the week and not right before a game. If it's right before a game, the NFL is going to find a way to say, yeah, well, we, we, can, we can play this game and we, we can move on because this so far is the biggest example of, boy, what will the NFL go through to play a game? And that's what we have here tonight. Well, part of it goes back to, remember we had Dr. David Chow on. What was his point all about? Viral load. And he had, if you go through his timeline, a number that of That was my high school band was called Viral Load. We had a couple of albums came out. It was really, they were really good, man. We were heavy. We were yeah, heavy. Yeah, but just, no, I mean, I'm sure you had some, some big riffs, maybe a couple mm-hmm. of uh, big holiday tunes that had heavy guitar in them to try yeah, to it was break death through. Metal. Maybe, it, 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 maybe, it was death maybe metal. Maybe a little it was bit really... of a uh, horn section or something <laughs> mixed therein. <laughs> a uh, horn section? Well, I mean, you would have been a child of the 70s and early 80s, so Chicago would have been a big sound for you that maybe you tried to emulate a little bit. Hey, Jimmy, did you bring the French horn back from school to practice? Yeah. Oh, good. We need you in the band. But don't you play like these crazy death metal songs? Yeah, but we need a French horn, so could you come over and play a little bit for us? Well, and a partridge in a pear tree, baby. Yeah, I mean, that's sure. what I'm talking about now. But the, the idea th- that you have the viral load transfer, right, and go through all the medical thing. We're not going to do a, a medical show here. But that was one of the big points when he joined us. What was that, about two weeks ago, right, a reminder uh, of what they were concerned about from an NFL perspective. And he's got in his timeline many different shots of the post-game handshakes, Right, because remember, you you didn't like Tom Brady not shaking hands, mm-hmm. but you also don't want people congregating because of the virus. So we sure. got we got to talk about those things, Jason. Uh, but it's Brady could it, go to the it, middle of the field and just it, wave to Nick well, Foles or Jared Goff and is, go, "Hey, good game, guys!" Enough, you know, but is waving just... at the guy enough? <laughs> I think I think he was setting a good example based on your your parameters. But the idea here is that, you know, there's so many instances and people say, well, wouldn't you be concerned? And his response was no, and viral loads. And that's what he talked about with us a couple of weeks ago when he joined the show. So to my estimation, with Des Bryant being on the field, that those situations are not going to give the viral load. Now, look, that doesn't say that 100%. Everybody's going to test negative and there's not going to be a positive to come out of it just based on the information that he espoused and and he has talked about in in his practice and and certainly what he's doing at pro football doc without kick, etc. is that this was not going to be a likely problem, thereby, you know, everybody else tested negative show goes on. Yeah, but here's the thing is what did he say to us? The the biggest chance of getting something COVID is the close contact you have on the sideline. So Des Bryant, who has been with his teammates for the past few days, it's not about practicing. He's been close with them. He, As we said, the video of him hugging the guys on the Cowboys before the game, sure. that's where that's how you spread COVID. No, I mean, but those, it's but not it's, about it's the action. Long and pro, it's long exposure. I, I don't – as best I can tell from his timeline, it's the – you know, if it's a quick dap you up, hey, how you doing? Doing good. Great to be back in the league, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I, I don't have a timer based on how long he was talking to each of these people. But it seemed that the exposure was on the sideline, you know, when you're standing there for long periods of time together. Well, I'd say this. I'd say this to anybody that, 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 that wants to take from the other side. Let's say you know somebody tested positive for COVID-19. Go stand in front of them and have a conversation with them for 20 seconds. Are you doing it? Of course not. Of course you're not doing it. I mean, that's crazy. You can sit you, you can sit here and say, oh, it's about this time and this, but we still don't know, and you still have a player who was around everybody 
and and tested positive for COVID-19. But it's right before the game. The, you know, we're, we're getting ready to play, and the NFL says, well, okay. You know, you, you can sit here and tell me we, we, we want everybody to be said We do the, the best testing we have, and right after games, we make sure teams isolate facilities closed down early in the week. You, you can see the marked difference between how the NFL cares about COVID early in the week versus right before a game, right? Beginning of the week, it's facilities closed. We're not practicing. We had we had a, a an assistant manager, equipment manager, test positive. So we're closing everything because he's around other people. But now here you are before a game. Here's a guy who tested positive. We don't know. But because you, you feel you can trace Des Bryant and his movements the past few days, I mean, that doesn't hold water. I mean, really, it's it's I can understand if, if your whole thing was, listen, this is safe, this is – but the NFL has not been above board at all when it comes to here come positive tests right before games because it's the weekend and, and the media attention to it is not as big. You're, you're expecting you're, – there's no waiting for some kind of statement from a head coach or a general manager or a team owner, and you can muddy things up a bit and still move out and play the game. And we scratch our head and go, okay, it might not have been that bad. But here we are tonight. The guy's on the field right before the game, and, and they still just – we're going out playing, and we feel great. The NFL has always treated COVID like this is an opponent we can defeat. And as Jim Harbaugh saw earlier today, remember when Jim Harbaugh before the season was all, hey, we're doing everything right. We should be allowed to play. We can beat COVID. Look what happened. Now Michigan season's over. They can't play Ohio State. They can't. You, you can't you can't this is a pandemic you can't figure out exactly hey how do you defeat this opponent and when when you have a guy who is who is around a bunch of people that test positive for covid you know that that's not something that suddenly just yeah i, I can i can just give a rubber stamp to this and go play it's something that you, you should have concern about because the more time goes on where things like this happen mike where there's no question and it's just we go out and play then we lower the threshold to what's acceptable and this is why you see three thousand people dying a day of COVID, why, why, we, why, we're, why we're in the middle of this you know, horrible run now the second time around, because it's the middle of winter, things are different, we were warned this was coming. I, I would just like to have seen from the NFL a little bit more of, hey, we really understand this, and not just, we're sweeping this away to go play a football game. Because when you, when you try to hide that stuff from me, then I don't know that you're doing everything the right way. And the, Cal- well, and, and the NFL clearly has been doing things when it comes to right before games, and here's yeah, with the, the information flow is not quite what it is right after a game is over. Yeah, I just I don't know that canceling the game's the right thing to do. You had one guy, you eliminated him from the situation. I I don't I don't understand. He's not hanging out on the sideline talking to anybody. Everybody's there. You you've all tested negative and you've got the protocols going forward where you'll do more testing thereafter. So I I don't know why you would espouse canceling a game. Well, you don't I know. Mean, the you, don't, you don't know who. If you test, you can test negative today, and you're sure. around a guy. And two days later, this is where the this is where the the positive tests come from. I mean, that, sure. that's kind of how it works with COVID. I, I completely understand that, but I, I don't know what that does in the immediacy of, hey, this show is supposed to start in an hour. I I, I don't know. And from all things, and from Doctor Chow and so many others, that the action on the field isn't where this is going to spread. So I don't know that canceling the game solves anything. You're going to go back into protocols and you will adjust and and reconfigure and treat players as you need to thereafter. Well, it's spreading around the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens are all going to be together on the sideline. That, that's the whole thing. That was Dr. Chow's whole thing with us, that that's the most dangerous time is on the sideline. So just because the Ravens can't infect the Cowboys, I mean, this could be something that we get in a day. Oh, now there's 25 members of the Ravens have COVID again, or they, they can't get past it. It's not just about, well, here's the other team. It's when you're all hanging out on the sideline with each other, when your masks are off because it's not, it's not policed as big because people are taking It's a game, and in the heat of battle, we see things aren't followed as well. That's the big That's the big time so just because it may not spread to the cowboys doesn't mean it's still not a dangerous thing to be able to play the game when you're talking about how everybody who was in contact with des bryant the past you know two and a half weeks is now going to be around each other and in, in, in the closest quarters they'll be around because they're going to all be near each other on the sideline you have to be to listen to position coaches and and, and talking in between series as you're going that that's the big part i mean just because it's not the cowboys doesn't mean that it's no. that the ravens is something that well we can just blow that off no and it's not blowing it off it's the it's been in the building you've treated it many of these players are just coming back out of covid protocol 
right? We we had the this issue in the Baltimore locker room for how many weeks now? So I, I'm not saying you you've got a full immunity of your squad, but a lot of guys have already been through this process, and how much he's interacted with the rest of the team, I can't say. But I don't know that canceling this game and pushing it out would have changed anything. Was there even a debate? That's my thing, is that there wasn't even, hey, maybe we have to look at something here. I mean, there was frantic, hey, can we isolate Dez? Because the NFL doesn't look at this as, okay, is the game safe enough to play? Let's make a a decision. The NFL looks at this and looks at all the COVID-19 tests right before the game as if to say, all right, is there a way we can play? How can we isolate Dez Bryant? All right, Cam Newton had all kinds of symptoms. He flew and played in a game. All right, Dabo Sweeney knew a kid had symptoms. He flew him on the plane so they could go play a game. I mean, this is this is just how teams deal with it. Not everybody does it and then does everything the right way, because in the end, they really want to go overboard for playing the games. Look, and I love playing the games. I want them to play all the games, but I want them to do it safe. I don't want to keep seeing, hey, you're playing for the Baltimore Ravens every day you go into practice. You could be getting covid. You know, who knows what that's going to do to your body at some point down the road. Likely you're going to be okay eventually, but we don't know what this is. And this is still a pandemic. We're waiting for the vaccine. I I just I've never seen football look at COVID as anything other than how can we avoid this? How can we move around this and go forward? We, we saw head on uh, ways to combat this with the NBA, with with even with Major League Baseball did more stuff, at least until the end when Justin Turner doesn't have a mask on, he's hugging everybody. But we saw the sports that really took care about this in the bubble with the NBA and the NHL and no positive tests and bang, they, they are great. The thing is, when you can't do that, you got to be even more vigilant than that. And you have to be even more careful that this is going on. And I just don't get that from the NFL. I don't I don't get that, hey, we're really, we're, we care about this all the time. Well, we care about it some of the time and sometimes Eh, we kind of don't. I, I, I wish there had been more of a, hey, we got a statement. Why not hear from Roger Goodell? Why not hear from somebody at the field? We're going we're gonna to postpone things for about 20 minutes so we can really figure stuff out and talk to everybody. But instead, we didn't get that. We just got, well, we're pushing the game through because we, we're comfortable with Des Bryant's contact tracing. However, that you can prove something like that over the course of 24, 48 hours. That's, well, that's my that, point is I want them to take it a little bit more like, hey, this is a real thing and not just something that, well, now it's, now it's too important. You know, it's like putting, well, but, putting a guy but, back in a game when he's hurt. You know, if 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 a guy is if if a guy gets a concussion, it looks like he has a concussion, but he's your only quarterback. It's the final drive of the game. You want to put him back in the game, right? I mean, you'd like to think that on the sideline, hey, wait a minute, this is this guy's brain we're talking about. But in the heat of battle, we got to get him back out there. We got to win this game. You know, it's it's the same kind of thing. Is when you're caught up in having to play and having to do this, those decisions that are made are not made with all the information uh, that probably should be there. That that's my point about this. Well, and I would say this, you're not going to play that game out in public. Doesn't mean there aren't conference calls and, and meetings behind the scenes to keep the pushing the, the line trying to get to week 17 of your regular season. And we're not privy to that, right? I, I don't know Roger Goodell's schedule. I don't know how many calls they have with medical officers and, and people to get advice of how to handle situations. We, you know, to some level, it's it's like dealing with a government agency. There's some level of trust that has to go on. And we know that it's not a, a perfect thing, right? And some people get hurt in decisions. And, and, you know, you try to think you're doing it for the betterment of all and keeping the line moving, much like government decisions related to COVID, et cetera, right? And how much risk you're willing to take. You know, are you going out to eat before maybe they got shut down locally? Did you go and, and shop for different items, prepping for the holidays? All of those things come together, right? You're, you're doing some level of assessment of risks, and players had the option before the season of doing that. And if they decided they, they don't like the, what they're being told and how it's working right now, they have every right to walk away too. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Uh, the Cowboys and Ravens right now still playing the Ravens as we near the end of the third quarter. Have a 24-10 lead over the Cowboys. Lamar Jackson has gone deep for two touchdowns. He's also run for one tonight. Uh, Ravens opening up a two-touchdown lead. But Cowboys are driving Andy Dalton, heating up a little bit on this drive. So there's a situation with Des Bryant and COVID-19 and how the NFL's reacting to it. We're going to continue to stay on this throughout the night. Mike and I on opposite sides of this debate. Uh, we'll have more on this, but coming up next, speaking of cancellations, no Ohio State-Michigan this week. The game is now out. 
What does this mean going forward? Potentially, the door could be open for something really cool. We'll get to that next right here, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me hear that in all episodes of the nikki glazer podcast on america's number one podcast network iheart open your free iheart app and search the nikki glazer podcast to start listening mtv's official challenge podcast is back for another season and guess what so are we just in case you forgot i'm tori deal i'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion and i'm anisa ferrer and i've been gracing your screens for the last two decades I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. It's pronounced Gina. <laughs> I don't know what that was all about. Wow. Now that is a remix I was not anticipating tonight. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Live from the Geico Studios where the Ravens holding on to a 24-10 lead over the Dallas Cowboys. This game looks like a big eight game from 1984. Uh, The Ravens (laughs) have about 86 rushing attempts and about four pass attempts tonight. Uh, Controlling the line of scrimmage, they have 230 yards rushing. Uh, They are winning in this game by 14, and they are driving. 
again for what could be assault the game away score. We'll keep you updated on this uh, throughout the night, of course. Uh, but uh, in big news today in college football, we saw that the game, and I guess it depends where you went to school for the game. This did not Stanford Cal the game, not Harvard Yale the game, but Michigan Ohio State the game has been canceled due to COVID concerns for Michigan. Michigan uh, was hit really hard with COVID nineteen this week, and and they tried to figure things out, but their facilities were closed to practice. So this game is postponed and now or canceled. So now the big question is to take this COVID conversation, not just get to boy, you know, did did Michigan duck Ohio State? We have time for that. The conversation now is what happens with Ohio State? The Big Ten's rules are you got to play in a certain number of games to be able to qualify for the Big Ten championship. You got to play in the Big Ten championship if you really want to get selected to play in the playoff. Ohio State's not going to have those games. So combination right now of Ohio State looking for another game and the Big Ten potentially meeting to change their requirements. This is where I'm hoping the college football playoff committee gets together and college football decides, you know what? Let's just expand the playoffs. You know, we told you that Ohio State was the game. It was the team that was going to potentially flip this. If Ohio State could potentially be left out because they didn't play enough, you got to put them in. They're clearly one of the best teams in the country. You have to find a way to do it. I'd be hoping that that college football playoff committee would come right into the rescue and that and the, everybody would get together and the conference commissioners, they would say, you know what, let's just have an eight-team playoff. I mean, I want 16, but I'll take eight. But an expanded playoff this year would do everybody right because nobody's able to play the same number of games we've talked about this for a while this is that time now mike Harmon. this is a, we need a hero right now mike Harmon. this is that time <laughs> we need a hero to come in and say let's get an 18 playoff going on let's do it right now my man it's only tuesday they can find uh, other opponents that have lost games some talk of ohio state indiana meeting up again and uh well the the winner takes all uh, like the song that Abba sang so beautifully all those years ago. Uh, but it's the, the idea, or do you move the Big Ten title game so you have an extra open date, perhaps, to make this game happen a week from now? Can you get things under control to make that occur? I mean, there, there's... Do you schedule a non-conference opponent, right, and get creative, like we saw Coastal Carolina and BYU do? I mean, that was gutsy on behalf of both teams, right, to say, all right, let's 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 figure this out. Let's make it happen. And for BYU, uh, it, what did it cost? Everything. <laughs> so now you you have the opportunity here. And, I, and I, look, you know me. You, you go and it, it's the one thing I think we will agree with and be lockstep in uh, till the end of time, uh, however long we are uh, uh, in our mortal coils, is uh, expanding playoffs good. More football, more competition, battle royale style, and certainly here for 2020, where nothing's alike. There's there's no apples to apples in any of this. It's all how many do you play? Because look at all of a sudden USC's a mess in this, mm-hmm. right? They oh, become sure. a pain in the ass oh, if they sure. go and they win out. Pain in the ass winning all these games, USC. Look no, at but Clay in all seriousness, right Helton. now because, I hate Clay Helton. <laughs> but, but think about where they had to come back from, right? Where mm-hmm. the rankings was, how late the Pac-12 started. All of a sudden they play well, they go undefeated. They still have no ticket to the dance. They're listening to it outside, and, and maybe they hear enough of the music. It's like, you know, different outdoor concert venues where, well, you decided you didn't want to pay the 100 bucks or 500 bucks or whatever the get-in was if it's a special event, but there's enough of the music that carries, right? It was the uh, Super Bowl week in San Francisco where Metallica had their their concert at AT&T, and there weren't scalp tickets really to be found. And if you did, you're talking hundreds of dollars. Well, if you walked about a half a mile from the stadium, there was a little park. There were already food trucks set up, beer vendors, and you could buy a nice sandwich and you could hear every note. You didn't get the video accompaniment, but you know what? You got to hear a Hammett whale and Hetfield growl at you. Same thing here. You want to get inside, man. You still want to see it. You like it from the, you know, you, you like the, the event and that, that you can have the ambient noise. But no, no, no. You want to crash the gate. You want to get to the pit. So expand the playoffs, man. Let us in. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. We have more on this coming up in 90 seconds. What's the most likely outcome? Well, we'll find out. But first... Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. This is the story of The One. 
As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Joining us now on the hotline to tell us everything about what is now next, you can find him at collegefootballnews.com, the owner, editor, proprietor, your one-stop shopping for college football, all the previews, all the breakdowns you need. Friend of the show, Pete Futak. Pete, what's happening, bud? Oh, besides getting yelled at by Iowa State fans, everything's getting going all right so far. Oh, I shouldn't. Have, <laughs> I shouldn't have given those fans your uh, your your phone number so they could text you. I shouldn't oh, have done that. Yeah, they're fine, you know. I, it's it's a program. It's never. I, I I don't have the exact stat, but I don't think I think they've won kind of part of a couple um, conference championships in like the nineteen twenties or something. And they're on the verge of playing for the Big 12 championship and probably winning it. So I'm not trying to yuck anybody's yum, but uh, the number seven ranking is a little bit uh, <laughs> generous. Uh, let me just put it that way. <laughs> the yuck my yum. Wow, I haven't heard that in a while. Nice that, that's an actual thing? I thought he made that up and we had to dump it. No, no, no. That's good. Yuck my Oh, no, that's oh, a thing that's right a, there. That's a, that's, a, that's a G-friendly thing. That's a kid's thing. I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. I don't want to ruin anybody's fun. It's a, you know, it's as fun so it's. You know, it's a good thing. If, uh, it's always good when programs who've never really done anything 
you know, get that taste of you know, something fun to do. And, you know, nobody wants to hear anything bad during this moment. So for Iowa State fans, go for it. You know what? Knock it out. <laughs> They're nice about it. All right. Well, listen, when, when it comes to Ohio State, Michigan, we talked this is obviously the story of the day. There are a bunch of different outcomes we're looking at. Ohio State's looking for another game to play so they could play for the Big Ten championship. The Big Ten is looking at adjusting the rules. Or potentially, if a hero comes riding in, hey, we can expand the playoff to eight teams and everything's going to be okay. What's, what's the outcome? What's going to happen here, Pete? Well, there's no chance of expanding the playoff. That's never going to happen. Uh, however, the, it doesn't, in a weird way, it doesn't really matter if the, if the Buckeyes get into the Big Ten Championship or not, because one of the things that, that happened today was Iowa went up from, I believe, 19th to 16th. So if they beat Wisconsin this week, they'll probably somehow get up to 15th-ish, maybe 14th-ish. So they're not that far off of number 14th ranked Northwestern. And so if Ohio State doesn't play for the Big Ten Championship, It'll play in you know the Champions Week game or something. It'll play an extra game against the Iowa-Wisconsin uh, winner. And that's kind of the same thing. I mean, like, look, if the committee's going to look at this, and they, they see it, they see that Michigan State beat uh, Northwestern, and a week later they get annihilated by Ohio State. So the fact that they didn't play Northwestern, if they don't play Northwestern, probably not a big deal. And the committee already said they're in love with Ohio State before last week when they had no resume or no really you know, good wins other than the Indiana thing, but they got lit up. And then they blow out Michigan State. So I think they're kind of cemented in no matter what, as long as they win whatever the next game is. All right. Well, the obvious uh, other side of this is the fun and excitement of watching people at the dais from Michigan uh, as the announcement goes through and all these swirling things related to the greatness of Jim Harbaugh. I'm still not a thousand percent sold that he's not getting, he's getting fired. I, I, I don't think that's, that's his gun or Tom Herman for that matter. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's look, Michigan's a mess. I mean, not just on the football field, but the school itself. I mean, the fact that they've gone this far is amazing, considering uh, the school had problems from the start. Uh, the students are, you know, not in the dorms anymore. They had to move out. Like anecdotally, we know a bunch of people who are going there, and uh, they're all looking for apartments going for second semester. So uh, it's just a disaster. So uh, it's a real problem. That's not ducking Ohio State. So all right, so they don't play play Ohio State. It stinks. You know, that's part of the thing. But look. Because remember the original modified schedule had Ohio State and Michigan playing like the second time or second game of the year with a whole bunch of built-in fail-safes in case they couldn't get that game in. So the eight games in eight weeks with Ohio State and Michigan at the end, that was a little bit too ambitious. Pete Futak with us, the Jason Smith here with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. So, all right, Pete, when it's all said and done, if they're not going to expand the playoff, we're going to see four teams in. What kind of reaction is it going to be from teams like USC that say, hey, we came back to play, we beat everybody, why are we not included? A team like Cincinnati, hey, we're up here, we have a chance. What, what, what's, what's the reaction going to be as far as, hey, the, it's going to happen, it's going to fall on deaf ears, we move on, or is this going to potentially move for a change or some other kind of outcome? Yeah, they're not going to change anything just because of that. I mean, look, Cincinnati is not going to play a Power 5 team. You just you can't do that. I mean, you just, it's not fair necessarily, but you can't have a season where you don't play anybody from one of the Power Five conferences. And you know, Cincinnati's been done, but look, they they struggled against UCF. This is not the UCF of the last several seasons. So it's you know they have a beef, but they're they'll make a New Year's Six Bowl. USC, I kind of get. I mean, I'm, I'm alone on this. I still think that in a weird way, if Let's say Alabama beats Florida. Ohio State gets into the Big Ten Championship and wins. Clemson beats Notre Dame rather, you know, handily. Then what do you do with that fourth spot? I think there's going to be so. I'm sorry, let me put this wrong. Notre Dame beats Clemson. Sure. Rather handily. Right. Um, what do you do with that fourth spot? And I think there's going to be someone in there. I don't think the Pac-12 is going to get in. I don't think USC is going to get it. But there's going to be a discussion because you know what? We have a shot here to kind of go with our original overall mission statement and say we've got four undefeated Power 5 conference champions here. 
We've never had that before, and let's go. And, you know, there's, I think there's someone in there who's going to think that's kind of a cool idea because if it's not that, now you're talking Texas A&M, then you're talking two loss Clemson, uh, maybe Florida, depending on how they lose. So that might be an attractive option if USC goes off on UCLA and just annihilates whoever is in the Pac-12 championship because it stinks that both Washington and Oregon both kind of lost it at the same time. You can follow him on Twitter at Pete Futek. That is at Pete Futek. CollegeFootballNews.com is your one-stop shopping for college football. Everything you need, all the information is right there. Pete, as always, buddy, appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk to you, and I'll, I'll get those Iowa State fans off your back. Oh, they're fine. Have fun with it. That's what I'm here for is to be yelled at. <laughs> all right. See you, Pete. Bye, you know, Pete. It's, it's funny. This is the second week in a row, Mike, that we've had that conversation about how USC can mess everything up. Because still, I mean, 20 years later, it, USC is still the, the mystique of it. And boy, how good is USC? And we, you can't just ignore the Pac-12. If USC beats UCLA, which they should, and they win the Pac-12 championship game, they'll come in with a 6-0 and record. And I, I really can't see how you put a 9-2 and Clemson team that's already lost to one of the playoff teams twice, how you put them in over USC. Now, I, can, I completely get, hey, Clemson at you know eleven and one getting in, and USC getting left out at six and zero. Oh, that's more. Hey, that's a debate. What th- th- this kind of stinks for USC, but yep. USC really did only play half the schedule. But man, a two loss Clemson team and everybody else is lost, and USC's power five champion and they're undefeated. That's going to gain a lot of momentum just because of the place that USC occupies in everybody's mindset. If it was, if the same thing was true, and we replaced USC with Washington, that's not happening. Washington's not getting in playing 6-0. It's easy to push them to the side. But USC, because they enjoy that image, that's going to be something that's debated that they could sneak in if that happens. Yeah, it, this is this is the beauty of it, right? Again, because nobody's playing the same amount of games. Clemson's the darling right now. Uh, I think you'd have enough of the national narrative is, well, you can't reward Helton because he's bad. Like well, if he wins this year, he wins this year, right? You, you don't, you can't kill him for past sins when Slovis is out there slinging it. And who doesn't want to watch Slovis on the big stage? I'm going to say Slovis nine thousand times this week because <laughs> it is a huge week Slovis, for Slovis, USC, Slovis. UCLA. I mean, UCLA now got the jump man. Uh, coming on board in July. I mean, come on. It is a big week uh, and and takes on higher profile because they will look clean uh, in future meetings. But for this week, yeah, it's the tough debate. You get all the numbers, run them through. But when the committee has to to break it down, how how do you look at a team like Clemson? Because at least the first loss you point to and go, well, you know, the guy didn't play. Right, uh, the Wonder Boy, the new Jets quarterback, he didn't play. Mm-hmm. So, do you dismiss it? Right, how much of it gets dismissed? You know, categorically saying, nah, 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 they're still a great team. It's kind of the argument you're having with Ohio State. Well, and also Ohio's, it's Trevor Lawrence. This is the biggest star. In no, but that's football, what I mean, right? You know? That that's the story. He's been the story for two, three years now. So, do you, do, do you just bypass what should be quote unquote fair? Because as we always say, buddy, it's a TV show. I mean, and that's the thing is that this is a TV show where it's not like we could have a great TV show or a not as good TV show. You know, it's not, boy, we could have a two-loss Clemson team or a one-loss Texas A&M team, and, well, we'd rather have Trevor Lawrence and Dabo Sweeney and Travis Etienne and these guys that we've watched for the past four years right. that we're invested in. That's an easy decision. If it's a TV show between, hey, we got a TV show with Clemson and, hey, we got a TV show with USC, that's like, oh, suddenly that's a difficult TV decision. You know, that's a now, what it should be is a two-loss Clemson team should not be in the playoff. I don't care how much you want to say. If they lose one game and they beat Notre Dame this time, yes, then I'm all good with it. But undefeated USC, two-loss Clemson, no, that's USC's spot. Well, you, you want to have that West Coast representative, right? I mean, they, they watch television too. Uh, won't be able to go to semifinal game that'll be played out here on the West Coast. I'm just going to bite my tongue uh, related to that. But uh, I, w- I will watch it with glee and, and a giant bottle of glug at my side. Uh, and in the end, yes, if it's USC that can be represented, they'll draw, right? They've got a huge alumni base. And you could trot out all of the film school representatives for part of your pregame show. 
Zoom calls all week long. Here's another meeting with Ron Howard. You know, I mean, you can do that all week. So uh, fun times to be had. But, uh, you know, look, embrace debate. What's curious is during the Champions League week, right, for December 19th, and, I, and unfortunately Pete's phone was, was well, not good. So yeah. it became, hey, well, <laughs> all right, let's, let's push. But he brought up Champions Week, and, and I said maybe you have an opportunity to figure out how to get Ohio State-Michigan to happen Maybe that's there, and then you have another week where you play the Big Ten title game as a standalone on its own as opposed to part of that Saturday. So um, moving parts, potentially. Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike gets swollen dome. Moving parts. Cowboys are in the end zone trying to cut this to a 10-point Ravens lead. Amari Cooper just caught a touchdown pass for the boys. Still about four minutes left to go in this game. We'll have more on this, but coming up next as we debate USC Clemson, USC Clemson, uh, it looks like James Harden is doing exactly what we told you he was going to do, and we're moving exactly towards a James Harden trade. What teams are out there for him? Well, he kind of let slip what one team might be. We'll have it next on Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Just under four minutes to go in the game and the Ravens with the football and a 10-point lead over the Dallas Cowboys. They have just run for a first down. Dallas is down to one timeout, so the Ravens will be able to take a lot of time off the clock here and pretty much cement what is going to be at least a 10-point victory. Uh, We'll have more on this game coming up in about 10 minutes. Uh, But... Every day that goes by, we got big NFL stories. There's a big James Harden story somewhere with everything happening. And now (laughs) we find out today after James Harden is officially a holdout from the Rockets. We told you a day ago, this is just going to end with a James Harden trade. It's not going to be tomorrow. It's not going to be in a week. The Rockets have to be very careful. And they they have one bullet to fire on this. They got to make sure it's the right deal. He's going to get traded at some point this month, next month, early in the NBA season. And right now, today, the new story was, according to ESPN, that Harden has indicated to the Rockets that he would be open to a trade to a couple of teams, one of them being the Philadelphia 76ers or other contenders. So you got to be a contender. So this wipes out the Knicks. So the Sixers is one of those teams he would take a trade to. And in, in, on the surface, this looks like a pretty good move because you would say, all right, here's James Harden who was going to show up and he is going to be able to potentially unleash Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons because the Sixers say we're not trading one of these guys uh, before we wind up uh, in, in, in exchange for James Harden. So it's not going to be, well, Ben Simmons goes to the Rockets. It's going to be, we're going to keep these two guys and they would get James Harden. So in theory, all right, maybe it would work because the Sixers, look, Embiid and Simmons, they like being NBA stars. They have not shown one anything that shows me they are they are dying to win will sacrifice everything to win and win in the playoffs maybe they get that with James Harden Doc Rivers is clearly a player's coach and he would you know just like the the time he had with D'Antoni in Houston he would go he knows Doc Rivers lets the players run and do whatever the hell they want to as witnessed by Kawhi and Paul George being able to go to practice (laughs) whatever they want to last year so yeah so I could see where the Sixers are a very desirable destination for James Harden is it going to work and suddenly put them in the NBA Finals? No, because look, Doc Rivers, no matter what team he's had, he's not been able to get out of the second round of the playoffs. Is this going to work all the way through? Will Ben Simmons be able to reach his potential? I don't don't see that. I don't see James Harden suddenly showing up and saying, all right, now I'm in for everything I got. This is now going to be another team Harden is with. He's got to start over again. The East is pretty good at the top. If there was a different mix of players there, I would say yes, but suddenly Embiid and Simmons are going to get it. I don't know about that. I, I don't know that I that I buy into that. That's just it. Is he the guy that can suddenly get the formula to work? Man, I do like that Doc Rivers in doing all the discussions this week did address the, the Clippers exit going with all the stuff going on. He goes, uh, you, you do know Ty Lue was on the bench next to me. <laughs> so I, I do like that he deadpanned that in the middle of an answer. So, you know, there's a little, little bit of teeth there, but I, I don't know if this suddenly makes them grow up. 
right, given the style of play? Uh, or does having another star come in suddenly you know, give them the proverbial slap in the head of, you guys are good, here's a poten- potential to be great. So now you have – you thought expectations were big before. Now you have to uh, transcend – those, those past issues get past petty beefs and play basketball I don't know I I, I don't I don't think it works because again I, I don't think you have the coach necessarily that's going to control it go back to lob City go back to what you had last last year like there's just too many examples uh, but it'll be fun theater for us so uh, I'm all for it or wherever he goes it's going to be fun that's the best part it's just like how much fun no, sure. is it going to be like is it going to be crazy off the wall fun like he goes to Brooklyn and suddenly oh my god it's going to be insane or is it going to be off the wall fun where hey he gets sent somewhere and at least it's James Harden in a different destination you know that, that's it's, it's going to be a great level of fun it's just how much fun is it going to be new starts be- new ways to cover I love it Twitter at how about a fresca Mike gets swollen dome it looks like the Ravens are going to walk away with this one they just added to their lead we break it down and answer a huge question about Lamar Jackson coming up next Jason and Mike you are listening to Fox Sports Radio MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season and so are we I'm Tori Deal and I'm Anissa Ferreira the wait is over guys all stars Four is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town South Africa for the prize of $300,000 and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Diosa and I'm Mala we are the creators of Locatora Radio a radiophonic novella which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast, podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 